Welcome to Core Loop, a podcast about video games and other things. Sponsored in part by Dragon Army. For more information, go to dragonarmy.com. Hi, I'm Patrick Rossetti. And I'm James Michael Stanley Jr. And this is Ryan Tuttle, and you're playing Core Loop. So we have a special guest here today. Um, he's not really a special guest. He's actually here with us every single time we do a podcast, and he's secretly judging us. And then he corrects us at the end of the podcast. It is studio game head, Will Hankinson. Thanks for joining us, Will. So, Will, um, apparently you have a game to talk to us about today. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's either Hearthstone or Destiny. Because I hear those are the only two games that you play. Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about a game called Duskers. Uh, which is not out yet. It actually just came onto a Steam Early Access um, yesterday. Uh, and officially, it's only on Steam Early Access for PC. Uh, I bitched about that on Twitter, and I was like, oh man, this game looks really awesome. I wish it was on a Mac. Uh, and the creator of the game got on Twitter and got my email, and we swapped a couple emails back and forth, and he helped me get it set up on my Mac. So I'm oh, that's a awesome. super awesome. early secret beta Early that's Access. Cool. Yeah. Um, so there's a build up now on Steam for Mac, um, but what he's saying is that it's it's not supported until they hit beta. So right now they're in alpha, and so he's going to work on all the PC issues for the next month or two, however long he's in alpha, and then they'll add official Mac support. So basically, like when it crashes, I just cry and start over, and I don't I don't really bitch about it on the on the internet. Um, so it, it's super cool. Like I, I actually saw an article posted to it. I ended up seeing after after the end of yesterday, like. So wait, can I cut in here? Yeah, so you said he he put up support for Mac on Steam as well? So it's apparently been up for pre-sale on his website for a little bit longer. It hit Steam Early Access yesterday. So on his website, it goes through, I think, um, the Humble widget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he had a Mac build. He just hadn't uploaded it to Steam yet. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what he's building it in, whether it's Unity or... like It, it has that like choose-your-resolution thing that a Unity standalone project has, so I assume he's building in Unity, but I'm right. not sure. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know... What's this dude's name we keep referring to as the dude? Uh, so the, the name of the game is Duskers. The company is Misfits Attic. Um, I have no idea what the actual guy who makes its name is, but oh, I think okay. it's just one guy. Do they have other games out already? Uh, maybe him and his wife. Um, so they have another game called A Virus Named Tom, which I've heard of, but I've never played. Okay, and uh, one more thing. What price point? What, what are they pre-selling this for? Uh, it's at 20 on early access. I don't know if that's going to be the final price. I, I paid 20 for it. All right, so let me ask a naive question. Is early access usually cheaper or more expensive than the final price? Uh, it depends. Um, sometimes it is... Well, there's been one instance that it was more expensive to buy the game in early access, which was Flambeer's uh, Nuclear Throne, because they kind of wanted to deter people like... The thing about early access is that they're still working on the game, so they wanted to deter people from like bitching and complaining and be like, hey, it's going to be more expensive if you want to get in now when there's going to be all these bugs, and that extra $5 is for us to deal with your bitching or whatever. <laughs> and then, and then uh, which they still haven't even released I, it. But, I should charge you guys $5 every time you yeah, go right. in the room. <laughs> um, so, but when they release it, it's actually going to be cheaper, which is, is interesting. But I think that it's typically, they want early adopters because they give feedback. So I think typically most people do uh, cheaper. cheaper and then and then add like another $10 on 
at the end of development. Yeah, and some people just leave it at the same price. Like they'll, yeah. it, it's treated more as like a pre-order that you can also like pre-ordering gets you into the beta kind of thing. Right. Um, so this one I think is going to be twenty when it launches, and it was twenty in early access. So so the game. Um, yeah, no. Well, Enough apparently, about me. I mean, while we're talking about stuff around in the game, like the way that I found it was through an article I that still somebody know posted what you do in this game. on my Twitter. Uh, and then by the end of yesterday, like I saw five or six different. I mean, my Twitter feed is mostly other game developers, um, but five or six completely different developers had all tweeted about it. Um, and so what drew me to it was after after I read the article about it, it's basically like a um, Alien One meets um, programming. So you you're like basically the the last surviving human, and you wake up and you're just in this ship's graveyard everywhere you go there's like abandoned empty ships uh and you don't actually like board the other ships and walk around you have drones uh and so you you board another ship you dock with the ship and then you send your drones onto that ship to explore and so it's um it's a roguelike it's procedurally generated they make a new universe every time you start a new game it's kind of like a it's like lo-fi 2d right it's kind of got a very yeah yeah uh so you can either view like sort of this like overview like map view and and issue commands to your drones that way or view the world through the drone's eyes but when you view the if when you look through one of your drones every drone has different sensors so the way that they perceive the world looks different so like some of the drones like all the map all the walls will be sort of like these red outlines and a little more gritty and some will be have higher fidelity and it, things will be like sharper and green and you can actually kind of make out more and stuff so do you do different cameras detect different things so like one is like you can actually see other living things or no it, it seems like more they just all like it's to add personality to every drone like they also uh, okay. present the same space but it's sort of like a quality slider on how uh, okay. nice it looks so it's not really influential to the mechanics oh that's kind of it's a just... bummer um but they do have uh, things like um every drone has three gear slots and so that controls what actions that drone can take um so like one of the drone has a um a motion detector so you use that in a room and it scans all the rooms around it and it, you don't actually see what's in the room kind of it's kind of like in um aliens the second one where you, you sort of have just this beeping motion sensor that tells you things are coming and so every room will have this sort of like pulsing like plus sign that, that is either red or green that tells you like this room is safe or this room is is dangerous don't go in there um and the things that are dangerous there's aliens like you never actually see well i haven't yet so um, I've lost a couple of drones that have gotten killed by aliens. Um, but every time I've lost a drone so far, I've been in the like map nav overview, and then oh, I'll see so like one of my drones is dying, and like move it out, and then like close all the doors and panic. So I've never actually been like looking through a drone's camera when an alien came and attacked me. So huh. right now I've I've lost two drones to aliens, and I've killed probably like a dozen aliens, but I have no idea what they look like. Do, so you have guns on these drones. Uh, sort of. So the way so it, you the way that you deal with threats is you isolate them. So like you'll open doors and then use your motion sensor to see when they go. All the doors are remote activated. So when you open a door, you can set your motion sensor going and see when they move into a different room, and then close the doors to seal them in that room. And then you suck out all oxygen and kill. And them? then you can open the airlock and kill them. Um, you can also open the airlock and kill your own drones. So if if one of your drones is in the airlock and you uh, open the airlock, drones don't breathe, bro. Well, it gets sucked breathe. down into space and you lose oh, okay. it. All right, fine. So that's almost worse than just getting it mauled by. Yeah. Aliens. So if it gets mauled by aliens, one of the powers is tow, and so you have to take, you have to lure the the alien away from your drone and then seal it in a different room, 
and then send one of your drone one of your drones that can tow into that room and tow it back to your ship so you can repair it later. Okay. Um, so are drones like a finite resource then? Like you really need to save them? Yeah, and you collect one of the things you collect on a ship is salvage, and that's what you use to repair your drones. So the first ship that I first two ships that I went into, the first one I guess was on easy mode. It didn't have any aliens on it, so I just collected salvage and fuel and stuff. Uh, and then the second ship I went on, I lost one of my drones, and it took all of my salvage that I collected on two ships to to even repair that drone to be able to use it again. Um, so the economy is like really tight. Um, the things that you're scavenging for are um, spare parts, like salvage to fix your drones, as well as um, propulsor fuel. So like, what is it called in Star Trek? The impulse engines, the like not warp engines. Uh, yeah. So pulse, right? Something like that. So they, there's two different kinds of fuel. There's like impulse fuel, and then there's like warp fuel. And so impulse fuel lets you move from ship to ship. So so the sort of progression is you start in a system and explore every ship in that system that you can reach until you run out of fuel, and then you activate your warp drive and go to a different system. Um, so and what? Go, go well, ahead. I was gonna say, what was it about this that made you want to play it when you heard about it ahead of time? What was what was like the elevator pitch that? made you say yes i want to play this uh well I, i'm a huge sci-fi geek and i love sort of like old retro sci-fi so it's got that kind of like if you go back and watch alien one like they're in these spaceships but their computers are like 80s right. technology yeah. yeah um and your main way of moving through the game is through a terminal so it's it's basically like your your ship that you're operating is like a linux machine and you you're it's not like a point and click adventure where you're like you know, click this character, click this spot to move, click this thing to interact. You're like literally like moving your uh, your bots around by issuing command line commands. So you type things like navigate drone one to room three and like inspect. And it's so it's all this like really so from coder. A play, from a playability standpoint, doesn't, doesn't that get it sort of tedious to type it all out? Uh, it kind of adds tension to it though, because like if you send one of your drones into a room that's open that you thought there was nothing in, and then all of a sudden it starts flashing red because it's getting attacked. It's not like you can just like in Diablo when you're sort of like starting to get swarmed, you like run away and get safe. It's just like you have to actually type it correctly, like uh, navigate three cool. R four, yeah. like right. close door, and close the doors, and then like yep. as you're walking through the doors, you can't close them because you'll type close the door. And then the door will flash red because your drone is still in it and it can't close while the drone's in it. So you have to just sort of like time it and, and try to flip the switch right at the right time. Gotcha. Can you press like that, up on the like the up arrow to repeat your last command or anything like that? No. Nah. Nah. Uh, you should at least be able hey, to do that. Come on, guys. It's early access. That's a, yeah. that's a, right. that's a later <laughs> yeah. feature. Um, although there was one thing <laughs> that was really that cool. So uh, on the like in Unix command line, there's this command called alias where um, you can give an, a command a new name. So the way that you move a drone is the, the command is navigate. So you type like navigate and then the drone number and then like the room handle that you want to send it to. And I keep typing move instead of navigate like over and over and over again. So like I, I'm starting to keep notes because I'm going to go post on the forum. And my first note was like, man, you should support alias so I could just alias navigate to move. So then I can say like move one R2 yeah. instead of navigate yeah. one R2. Uh, and, and then I thought, well... This is like such a coder-oriented game. I bet that's already in there, and so I tried it, and it worked. Um, sort of. It, the I can tell that it's intended to work, but like when I alias navigate to move, um, it it doesn't work. Like it it says that it works, and I can go and edit my alias file and see that it works, but it's it's kind of janky and broken right now. But so that's, it, but that's early access. So as a, it's a roguelike. So I mean, 
typically the goal is a little just survive as long as you can. Is there like another goal in the game? Like, are you trying to make it to some space station? Are you trying to like got to save the little girl? Or like some meta progression that's going? Yeah. On. yeah so there is a meta. So like you and and according to their website, like um, they say that most of their systems are in place and most of their sort of like effects, but that they don't have a ton of the story in yet. Um, which is great for me because I usually don't give a crap about story. I just like the the mechanics of the game. Um, so the way that it works is as you go from ship to ship, um, you collect these um, text logs of the people who are on the ship. Okay. And so once you get enough of those, you can sort of piece together like, was there like this massive war or like some kind of virus or catastrophe? Like why are there no people left? Where did everybody go? Um, and apparently those logs are going to persist. So I haven't finished my first life yet. Um, but according to the the Steam page, like your logs persist from life to life. So every time you die, you start over with a brand new ship and your basic three drones. Um, but you'll you'll keep all of the logs that you've collected from all of your things, so that you can okay. piece it together eventually. Huh. Cool. Cool. Can you go find your ship? Like, do you think that you start as a new ship? My ship has a name, I and I didn't pick it, so I think it's gonna be like a randomly named. Yeah. Like, do you think like you'll maybe stumble across your like old ship and like find all <laughs> that of would your be awesome. find out like, who you are? Because like, as far as I know, like you have amnesia, you don't know anything about yourself. You just well, like, I mean, even like find like you know if you found your ship and and picked up all the old drone parts or. Oh, you mean like after you've died, find the ship that you died on later? That would be cool. Yeah. So. Um, and is the is the death state? You lose all three of your drones, or is it you run out of supplies? The death state is... Uh, well, you have more drones. So, like, right now I have four drones. So even if all of my drones died, theoretically I could go back onto that ship with my fourth drone and try to tow them back to safety. Okay. Um, so the death state is when you run out of fuel. So once you run okay. out of fuel, you can't jump and you can't, like, go on impulse to another ship. Then you're just stuck there and you die. Tell that to Malcolm Reynolds. Um... <laughs> And then, uh, and so every time you finish a ship, it has this like text log of everything you did on the ship, like salvage this, salvage this. Now contain, now holding four drones, and then it's like you've survived eight days. And so it, I assume that I'm not going to survive okay. too much longer on my first run. Uh, but you're doing better than Don't Starve. I'm doing much better in this game than Don't Starve. <laughs> uh, Patrick, can you wake up, Stanley? And then Stanley, I have a question for you. Won't you? I'm awake. Oh, okay, good. Um, would you play this game? Is this game uh, based on Will's description? Yeah, I mean, I love roguelikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw the visuals for it at first. It, uh, I guess I was a little put so off. So you heard about it ahead of time. Uh, well. It was posted in Slack. All right, so before by today, by, by Will. Before today, were you aware of this game? No, uh, no. The only reason that I knew about it was because of Will. And I had never heard of it before yesterday either. Ah, uh, huh. Okay. Yeah. Patrick, so, uh, Patrick, is a game you want to get involved in? Um, it's def- I, it's interesting. It's super cool. I, I like how like different and unique it is. Um, and like looking at the visuals, you know, it's not typically what I'd play. But then I also I also hated FTL's art for like the longest time. And the first time I played that, I sat there for like fourteen hours and then looked at the clock and was like, "What the hell have I done with my day?" So. Fourteen hour um, day, yeah. There you go. It it looks like something that initially puts me off, but like I, I find all the systems and the gameplay so cool that I think I would get really into it. Yeah, it seem it seems and really cool, especially if you're have a little bit of more age on you 
and you grew up with aliens and stuff like that. It seems really cool. Can, can, um, but I, can I ask just you? No, it seems like too much typing. Yeah, that doesn't seem to bother me, but maybe because I'm learning how to program that. Because he's a programmer now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a coder. Um, the can I ask you a question, Will? What from Alien Three did they put in this game? Because you said that there was stuff from Alien One well, and did Aliens. They, did they have a motion sensor in One? I don't remember. I think they. Which one was the one where the only alien one gets like in Alien One? So yeah. which one's the one that the alien gets like sucked out of the the hull of the ship? All of them. All of them. Jason. Yeah, Jason the, X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. I mean, All right. Aliens, wait. Sidebar. Like, but through so, the tiny hole. While while he mentioned FTL, like I, I think that's a good game to compare this to. So I also played FTL. I bought FTL on Steam and played it, and didn't have the attention span to play it on PC. And I bought it later on iPad and played it for probably like five or six more hours. And this is the game that I wanted FTL to be. Like FTL was always billed to me as this like, you know, space opera roguelike. And and I, I was like, that sounds awesome. I want to do that. And then the gameplay of FTL to me is like diner dash in space. Like it, yeah, it's right, more like right. spinning that, plates. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> like you do make decisions, but your your decisions that you're making are more of like. You know, do I put out this fire or this fire? Do I move this crewman to here? Like, it's very, like, micromanagement and not so much the, like, yeah. exploration and, like, dread that this game has. So I like this game way better than FTL. Uh, yeah. It, but it I looks, didn't care for FTL. So. It looks pretty cool. I would encourage anyone who hasn't seen the visuals to go check it out because it was pretty cool for what would be a relatively simple game. Hey guys, producer Will here with some podcast patch notes. Misfits Attic is operated by Tim Keenan and his wife Holly Keenan. They're backed by the Indie Fund and uh, do have, I think, one more developer working on Duskers. At one point I mentioned you can see through the drone's eyes. Um, drones don't actually have eyes, they have cameras. Uh, I later learned that you can press Control up or down to cycle through your command history in the terminal, which can save you some typing. Uh, and I also thought you could go back to the ship and rescue your lost drones, but it turns out once you exit a ship, you can't ever go back to it. Um, that's pretty much it. See you next episode.